I believe uh, one thing we live by in the Buildings and Grounds Department is a quote by Mary Poppins. It's one of my favorite quotes. It says, in every job there is that must be done, there's an element of fun. This is the Art Cityscape Podcast. Hi, everyone. This is the second episode of the Art Cityscape. We've had some downloads and some subscriptions to the podcast, and we're really thrilled about that. We're happy to hear the feedback that we've gotten from you, and we just encourage you, if you haven't, find the podcast on a podcasting app, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, so many different places you can find it and subscribe. Thanks for doing that. Today on our podcast, we have an interview with Bradley Neal, who's the director of Buildings and Grounds for Springville City. He'll talk about his awesome team and exciting things coming in the near future, such as pickleball and bike parks. But first, Art City Days is just days away. On our Instagram story, we asked you what part of Art City Days is your favorite, and we got a huge response. Some of the most mentioned things were the parade, fireworks, rodeo, the zipper ride, and of course, scones. We love it. Thanks for your responses. Let's get to today's interview. All right, I'm here with Bradley Neal. He is the Director of Buildings and Grounds for Springville City. How's it going, my friend? Doing great. It's good to be here with you, Jack. Good. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Bradley, how is it that you became the Buildings and Grounds Director here at Springville? What was your path? So I was living in Omaha, Nebraska with my wife and children at the time, and a position posted. My little brother was the one that actually called and told me, hey, look, there's a position posted in Springville City. We want you back home. So I looked at it online, took a couple of weeks to give it some consideration, and decided to apply. And lo and behold, I'm here. It worked out. That's great. And when he said, come back home, are you from Springville or are you from around here? Born and raised in Springville. So awesome. I mean, I've left a couple of times. One time I left the country to live for two years in Guatemala. And then my family and I, after living here for a short time, we moved to Nebraska for a few years to have some experience out there and then came back home. So Springville is my hometown and went to high school here, grew up here. My father's from Springville, mother's from Mapleton. Love it. This is a a community that means a lot to me. Okay. So when I came to work here, I hoped that I would love Springville and I have, but you already knew that you were coming somewhere that you loved. Yes, definitely. So when the opportunity arose to look at the job, I mean, it wasn't hard to consider coming back. I know what the Springville community is all about, and uh, to come back was pretty simple. I just had to make it through the interview process, which obviously happened, and uh, here we are, and it's working out great. That's great. So as I mentioned, you're the Director of Buildings and Grounds. What does that include? What is Buildings and Grounds? Buildings and Grounds, what is it? It's not recreation. That's one thing. We can make that clear. It's not golf course, not recreation programming. So what Buildings and Grounds is, is facility management, construction management. That's one division of the five divisions that belong to my department. Facilities and construction management oversee the buildings, of which we have 40 buildings underneath their jurisdiction. They oversee anything from remodeling, construction, preventative maintenance on HVAC systems, building structures, flooring, custodial management, things of that nature. That's facilities and construction management. We also have city parks, canyon parks, cemeteries division, and also urban forestry. So in our city parks and uh, canyon parks, between the two, there's 30 city parks that are are enjoyed by our public. Overall, we have about 65 properties, city properties we take care of. Of those 65, 30 are public park systems that the people can enjoy. Two cemeteries, 
which uh, the historic cemetery here along uh, 400 South and the Evergreen Cemetery on the south side of town, which are wonderful to have. And then also our urban forestry division, which about they're responsible for about 15,000 city-owned trees on city properties and including in the right-of-way, the street trees in the, in the planter strips in the right-of-way. A lot of responsibility, and I have a great staff that takes care yeah. of it. That's ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah, as I'm listening to you say all of that, I'm thinking – You've got to have a, a lot of smart people who have very diverse knowledge about a lot of different things. And really, that's what makes it so successful. I'm surrounded by a lot of diverse knowledge and good experience, good people that are hardworking. They care about the Springville City residents and uh, what we do as a city, and they're amazing people to work with. That's great. Um, so you mentioned recreation isn't part of it. A lot of cities have a parks and recreation department. We're different. We put buildings and grounds together. Recreation is separate. Do you feel like that's a good mix for you? Do you like that we do things maybe differently than a lot of cities do? We definitely do things differently. I think it's us and Pleasant Grove City are the only two cities that I'm aware of in the state of Utah that operate the way we do, meaning recreation and parks are separated. Uh, I like it, yes. It gives uh, an opportunity for the recreation department to focus strictly on programming and the new recreation center, which we have, uh, which we have part as well in the facility management side of things. They take care of the building. They take care of all the, the pool systems, all the, the building components, the assets, where recreation takes care of all the recreation programming in the recreation center. I do like that it's separate. We are unique compared to other cities because most people, like you said, have a recreation, parks and recreation department with a parks and recreation director and staff. But it allows us to specialize labor, I guess you say focus. Our parks are a, our park staffs are specifically turf management, field management, tree management, where it allows the recreation program or personnel to focus strictly on programming. And it's nice. So when you have the, the focuses, you most often than not, you can provide a good product to the people. So it's working out well. Yeah. A theme of these interviews as I've talked to different directors we're going to grow so much in the next five or 10 years that's going to have huge impacts on us. And I'm wondering about parks. You mentioned how many properties the city has. And what I'm wondering is how do you evaluate how many parks do we need as we grow and how do we make sure that we actually get that land for that? So that comes through an impact facilities plan is what it is. And how that works is we're supposed to have so many acres of park land per 1,000 residents. Now, that impact fee facilities plan is being looked at right now, revised, along with us redoing our current parks master plan, which uh, is, is an incredible opportunity for us to enhance our park systems, which we'll get to here in just a bit. But uh, new parks are definitely underway. I think there's a handful of parks we've already looked at or properties we're considering in the sense of coming through new development. And then also looking at uh, doing work this next coming year through the budget process, which is coming up in fiscal year 2022. The city council, if it gets through final approval, is looking at giving the our, us as a buildings and grounds department about $3 million to go and do new development of park systems, trail systems, and along with some dollars in the general fund to enhance some of our areas within existing parks. If I'm a, a family that just moves to the west side of town, there may not be a lot there, but there will be. It's kind of reassuring to know there's a plan, right? And there's a, as you were mentioning, there's... There's like an equation. We need parks in these areas. We need this many parks for this many people. And so people who live out there are going to have amenities just like everybody else. Very much. Uh, those amenities right now, I think, 
as we speak, where our properties are located in comparison to the development, and even the development coming in, 94% of our residents currently are within a half mile or a 10 minute walk, at least, of a, of a park system, sometimes more, right? We have parks closer together, which some of them are within seconds or even a minute from two parks, yeah. walking distance and things, which is great. So the thing we're looking at is, is as we increase population, especially on the west side of town, even though they're already in close proximity to walking to a park, to a park, we are increasing population out that way. So is there property we can purchase, move along, work through, or secure through development in order to provide more amenities as our population increases on the west side of town? Good things are happening. The city's got a good plan together administration with the buildings and grounds department with a great support from city council and the mayor and good things are going to be happening look great. forward to it great so bradley you recently worked with a group um, to survey residents and get them involved in creating a new master plan for parks and trails can you tell me more about that and what you learned from it yeah sure thing we the last time the parks recreation and trails master plan was revised was 2005 and then approved up and put into implementation by the city so we thought it was time that we get a new a new plan in place uh, with the parks, recreation, and trails. So this last fall, September, we went out to bid, followed our financial policies, secured a consultant that has been working with us since October of 2020, and it's been a great process. Landmark Design is their name. They've been a great, uh, great consultant to work with. And with them, teaming up to get residential feedback, uh, resident feedback, get input and understanding what the residents want within our community, looking at existing assets, existing park facilities, realizing what we have, conditions, what we need, not only based on a staff and consultant standpoint, but asking the residents what they feel, what they would like to have. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, we have 30 park systems. What uh, what can we do to reach out to our public and say, what, what would they like, what would they want in order to have creative recreation, connect them with the park facilities, and not only that, improve the quality of life of what they what helps them and what the, what they what they would like to see happen in, in here with our community. I believe this last April, just a month ago, we had two community meetings. Our consultant led those discussions with staff being a, being a part of those, where we were able to receive public input. Great ideas were shared. A lot of creative ideas. People shared ideas from what they've seen in other other states, other countries around the world. And there's been some fa fantastic feedback and participation from the public, which is the whole point of the master plan, is to get the public involved as much as we can. And it's been great. And uh, through the process, what it is more or less is in September is the final, is the goal to have it wrapped up and done, presented to city council and approved, put into place. And I believe it's going to help the city a lot in the sense of park, recreation, and trail, not only planning, but enhancement. What we're trying to find out is how do we, we have a lot of great park systems, but they're the same type of parks, really. I mean, if you go to one park to the next to another, they're really green space, playground, pavilion, and not all of them have all those amenities. Some have less, some have a few more, but really there's, they're, they're really the same thing. And so the whole idea of this master plan process is taking into the, the resident feedback into consideration is, is how do we theme our parks? How do we hmm. do a little more creative recreation? Now, the impact fees, obviously, we can only use on new development. So with new park, infrastructure or new park development, we're going to make sure we take a look at those surveys, the information given to us by the public, and uh, and taking and in, implementing, designing, developing some of our parks with those. We're also looking at our existing parks and with the general fund dollars and through capital project funding is seeing how we can enhance some of those park systems. For example, let's take uh, Child Park or let's take Spring Creek Park 
or Kelvin Grove Park or Hobble Creek Park. All of them have existing basketball facilities, outdoor basketball facilities. Right. We consider looking at those and saying, okay, can we, can we enhance the surface and not only have basketball facilities, but pickleball courts at the same time or something else? Can we make them, you know, a little bit, uh, have a little bit of diversity or multi-use along those, along those areas? Also give them a, a little bit of an uplift, uh, uh, and make it look a little nicer and have people that, or have a, a park space and facilities or amenities that people can come and use and really connect themselves to the parks and, and have fun, creative recreation. So that's great. Great. I want to ask about a few things, kind of some rapid fire questions that I see a lot of on social media or you'll hear people talking about them around City Hall. Um, I've been surprised at how many people have noticed that they've said things like, hey, there's a company out here that's mowing city parks around city buildings. It's not grounds employees like we've had in the past. Could you tell us about that? Absolutely. So what we were looking at as staff is is the best way to be fiscally responsible with the taxpayer dollars. And not only that, but also to provide, meet our service levels to accomplish the work required of us. I appreciate my staff. There is so much required of them uh, from spring, summer, fall, winter, it doesn't matter. But especially on the park side, once you're out of winter, from when it's good weather, there's a lot to do with the park properties. And so one thing we looked at is, is, is we hired on seasonal employees with the dynamics of our economy, the ever-changing dynamics of our economy. We had to look in, and do things differently. We couldn't just keep doing things the same way we've done in the years past in the sense of how to attack our work or to accomplish our work, to meet service level standards and still do it within the proposed budgets to, to, to make best use of those taxpayer dollars. So we took seasonal budgeted, dollars budgeted for seasonals, seasonal employee staff, along with some operating dollars that was meant for mowing and turf management services and looking at our equipment value and what would, what would it be, what would the cost be if we eliminate all those and had an outside company come in and do it for us to provide those services to help team up with the city and, uh, and, and to meet those service level standards. What we found out is, is there was actually a cost savings to the city. And it's actually allowing us to not only improve our service level standards, but it's giving us an opportunity to enhance or have more time to do a lot more activities on the park space or city property space in order to, to only improve those park spaces, whether that be with more, more time on trees, more time with fertilization, more time with aeration, more time to lift our cemetery headstones because Cemetery headstones settle, right, over time. And so those need to be lifted up. And our, our goal is, is to, to reach out and do so many per year, which we weren't able to get to before because we are, a lot of time our staff was bogged down with the mowing, string trimming, and edging services. And that's the, those are the services through the, through the outside, um, through outsourcing through the third party contractor. They're providing those back to us. They also are required to hire on their own staff meet service level standards. There's a contract between us. It's not just a free for all. There's a scope of work written that they are required to meet certain uh, criteria, which we inspect and we look at each day, each week, each month. We have good communication with them. They want what's best as that's their job is to to stay in business that way, right? It's to provide the best product back to the city. But overall, it's providing savings to the city and it's allowing us to meet service service level standards and not only meet them, but hopefully definitely have a chance to exceed and provide a good product back to the public. That's So far, it's proved successful. Yeah, that's great. Great answer. And I've heard some uh, some compliments about how good the parks look. And I Thank think, you. you know, if you're able to say, look, it's cost efficient for the city, the service level has been great so far. That's a wonderful thing. I so, agree. 
Another popular question is about pickleball. When and where do you know when and where there will be pickleball in Springville? So right now there are pickleball courts being constructed down by our recreation center. Just southeast of our recreation center, they're being built. I believe there's six courts. That's overseen by our recreation department. Corey Meredith, our recreation department director, is uh, is overseeing the pro- uh, that construction project. Uh, I believe in just in the next month or two, I believe they should be ready to go for the use of the public. And there's also considerations we're making on the park side, as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, in taking existing parks, the four that I mentioned, and taking those basketball courts and giving an opportunity to have more of a diversity of experience or multi-use courts. And we're looking at putting game line painting on there or enhancing the surfaces so that we can not just have basketball, but pickleball along with that, which are, which is nice because I believe those parks are spread throughout, throughout the city. So there'd be a lot of options for residents nearby or if they want to come down to the rec center to do so. Now those are going to happen over time. It's not going to happen immediately. Sure. So we hope to have those done in the oncoming years or at least to work towards that end. But uh, pickleball is a popular yeah. sport. It's a healthy sport. It's fun. Families of all ages can do it. People of all ages, friends, activities, neighbors, whatever. I mean, there's so many things that people can get involved with in that activity. I think it's going to, it should prove successful. Yeah. And I'll, uh, you know, I trust you to do what's best for the city. I'll just uh, mention right now that I live close to Spring Creek Park and I love pickleball. Thank you. Thanks for making us aware <laughs> of that. Keep that in mind. <laughs> we'll definitely keep that under advisement. So, the next thing I wanted to ask is something that I've heard just a little bit of word about, and that's about exploring the idea of a bike park. Could you tell me more about that? Absolutely. So we look in, as I mentioned, we want to theme our parks or do more uh, diversity of creative recreation. And bike parks are, are one of those things that's on the rise. I think during COVID, we saw 13 to 15 different homemade bike park systems throughout our community on people's private property. And what are we right? talking about when we say bike park? So like pump tracks, when we see this, like little dirt tracks, if you will. Or sometimes, I mean, what, what we saw that was very creative. Those adults, kids, youth, whatever, whoever built those, how they were impressive. What an amazing, I mean, what an amazing talent we have out there in our community. So what we're looking at is bike park playground is you have bike skills park where kids of all ages, even adults, can come and ride track systems or... Uh, or a playground, obstacle courses, skills sets uh, of within a park to on a scooter, bike, skateboard, anything of that nature that will work. So another element of bike park systems is a pump track. It's a, a different use of a bike park playground or a bike park system. And pump tracks are meant for hills and valleys, heel, uh, jumps, things gravitational. I guess you could say gravity will pull one. Once you get going, momentum. It takes one around. We don't have to pedal. Now, if one wants more speed, they can definitely pedal if they need the speed. But uh, it's a great element uh, for creative recreation. And so you have bike park playgrounds, pump tracks, and then you have downhill uh, flow trails, which is what we're considering in Spring Creek Canyon. Mountain bike trails, downhill uh, flow trails that are fun with uh, some of them may have wood ramps, jumps on them as well. Mountain bikers tend to like those type of facilities and even regular bikers. It doesn't matter. I think it will, all these will provide a, a, a good, diverse um, amount of activities or creative recreation in some of our parks. We just look forward to finalizing it and determining where they're all going to go. And I know that the public will enjoy it. And in fact, maybe some of those young men, young women or adults that helped create some of those uh, pump tracks through COVID on the private property, maybe we need to take them in and have them show us uh, how to, how to you know, come up with some of them, some good, good design features because whatever they did, it proved, uh, to, proved to be successful. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. We have some creative people in our community. That's for sure. That's great. 
Um, I wanted to ask, you know, those are some great opportunities you talked about. Are there any other news or um, exciting things regarding parks, trails, or canyon parks that residents can look forward to? We've covered a few of those. I think in the master, once the master plan is finalized in September, we'll get out there to the public. We'll be able to share with the public a little more concrete ideas or plans that's coming down uh, now or in the future. And uh, we'll be able to share a, a little more of that of what to expect as uh, that will help give us some guidance and fi- as we finalize that master plan of uh, what the public can expect from us. So more to come. Great. Can't wait to share it. Great. Um, on the building side, so Springville has a lot of buildings. You talked about that and a wide variety. I was thinking about how, you know, we have the art museum, which is 80-something years old, and then we've got nice new buildings like the Civic Center, the library, the rec center. How does the city maintain such a wide variety of ages of buildings and how, how do you stay on top of that great question like i said with our ground staff our and our urban forestry staff and cemetery staff our facility staff they're creative individuals talented individuals that have the best interest of heart the city and the residents the, their best interest of heart so I mean, it starts there right preventative maintenance if you build something you got to be able to maintain it and uh, we have staff on board that is doing a great job creating work orders, managing preventative maintenance, taking a look at our existing assets, uh, providing the, a good service back to maintain our buildings in tip-top shape. Now, you are right. We have a, a very a wide variety of different types of buildings. We have a civic center and a police station that is absolutely beautiful, a large public library, larger than most, and it's a, it's a great amenity to the city, along with an old museum that is a nationally recognized museum, that is a fantastic facility. It's been around for years and really one of our signature properties of the city, right? What we're recognized for yeah. as being in our city. We have now recently built a, a, a rec center, a recreation center, which comes with its own unique set of skills and talents to maintain a facility of that nature. Is That building, I guess you say in our city, that building gets probably the most attention, the most people walking through the door. And so it's, it, with that, more people using it requires more maintenance. And so our staff is doing its best to stay on top of that. We have a golf course clubhouse. We have public work facilities, uh, public work offices, a wide variety. And uh, we have an asset management plan, capital needs analysis plan that we have put together, created. It's been finalized as a, which is within the last few months, which we will follow going forward. That will help uh, keep an idea of where our existing assets, their age, their condition, maintaining those, putting dollars away, making sure that uh, existing assets can be maintained so that our buildings can last hopefully the test of time yeah. and provide a good product back to our, to our patrons and to not only our patrons, but to our employees, right? Our employees deserve to work in nice places, good places as they serve the public. But uh, 40 buildings, I think I mentioned earlier, 40 city buildings, around 465,000 square feet of space. So no small task for our facility management staff as they work hard to collaborate together, following our preventative, our preventative maintenance program plans, asset management plans, capital needs analysis plans, and, uh, and really making it happen. Um, I see good things in the future following these plans. I think the city will be, will, will be well taken care of as we follow, continue to follow these plans. Great. Um, one more question, um, Bradley, something that I admire about you is you're a positive team oriented person. You're always praising and pumping up not only your employees, but whatever employee you see here at at one of the city buildings, where does that desire and ability come from? Oh, thank you, Jack. You're kind of see that, you know, people are the best. They really are. You can learn a lot from people. I think one of the most important things as a department director 
is I don't have all the answers. I'm surrounded by a lot of smart people. I've hired on good people. And there were people already here before I got here that are smart, good people. And together as a team, we work together. It's the only way to make it work. Team unity, teamwork. I've realized whether it's whatever team you're a part of in sports, whether you're part of an orchestra, a band, or part of a dance company, or even part of a family, uh, no matter what how your family makeup is or what size it is, a work team functions just the same. You have to have unity. You have to have teamwork. You have to have collaborate, work together. There's always challenges to overcome. You have to figure out how to tackle those challenges together and overcome the odds and, and turn every situation as, as much as you can into a positive situation. I believe uh, one thing we live by in the Buildings and Grounds Department is a quote by Mary Poppins. It's one of my favorite quotes. It says, in every job there is that must be done, there's an element of fun. And I think Mary Poppins is right. We try to have the fun. We try to make it good. Uh, we look at our mistakes and try to learn from them. We also look at our, what we do well and try to accentuate that and make sure that's known. Well, that's great. That's great to hear. Uh, Brad Neal directs, a, as we've talked about today, a staff that accomplishes so many functions in the city and uh, is a team first guy. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, Jack. It's good to be with you. Thanks for all you do for the city as well. We'll wrap things up with a quick Art City update. Art City Days is the big item. We have a few events including the Rodeo, the 5K, and Celebrarte, our new Latin American festival, all happening this weekend. The library is looking for teen volunteers to help with the kids' summer reading program in June and July. Visit the library website to learn more and apply. On a similar note, Recreation is still looking for more part-time umpires for baseball and softball. Go to springville.org jobs to find that posting. One more thing, our utility bill drop box will be closed during Art City Days. If you normally use that box to pay your bill, you will need to do it online through Express Bill Pay, over the phone, or in the Civic Center with our cashiers. Thank you. A huge thanks to Bradley Neal and all of you who have contributed and listened to the podcast. We always welcome your ideas on our social media pages and at podcast at springville.org. I'm Jack Urquhart. Remember that the best way to predict the future is to create it. All right, we're good, I promise. Okay. All right. <laughs> Take three. This is good. We got bloopers. <laughs>